0: Hi everyone, it's Brittany and welcome to One Hot Mess. All right, so today we're going to be talking about some overlooked sources of emotional baggage plus how to let it go. Most psychologists define emotional baggage as unresolved emotional issues that we carry with us through life, whether intentionally or unintentionally. For instance, people who were mistreated by a male parent might have daddy issues that make them hesitant to trust older men, while those who were criticized a great deal Assume that all feedback they get is either critical or insincere. These are just a couple of the more common sources, but what about those that don't make as many waves? There are many sources of emotional baggage that go beyond the obvious. So, let's talk about some of them before Exploring how you can let them go. Like, where does emotional baggage come from? The emotional baggage that most people carry with them usually revolves around past unresolved traumas. These may include, but are not limited to, poor treatment from parents and or teachers. Unexplained breakups or ghosting by past partners, and difficult emotions from past experiences that were never processed properly. That said, many people who cannot consciously pinpoint why they have emotional baggage may overlook sources that aren't typically discussed. Things such as subtle childhood abuse, When most people think about child abuse, they usually envision, you know, kids getting beaten or screamed at by their parents. In reality, many who thought their upbringing was totally normal might not even realize that subtle damage was done to them when they were young. They may have great relationships with their parents, Now and can't understand where emotions such as resentment or anxiety stem from. For instance, people whose parents invalidated their emotions may now have difficulty expressing them. As an example, if they cried when they were upset, they may have been told to shut up or been given something to cry about, and as a result, they now suppress their emotions instead of expressing them. Or those who were raised with constant criticism end up as adults who never think they are good enough, ever. Okay, then we have microaggressions, much like with child abuse. When the average person thinks about Racism or discrimination due to age, gender, sexual preference, and so on They think about blatant or intense gestures Such as someone calling another by a racial slur Or telling them in no uncertain terms that they aren't welcome because of who they are In contrast, microaggressions are much more subtle and thus can slip in past our defenses to take up residence in our subconscious minds. Microaggressions can include, but once again are not limited to, having your qualifications or experience called into question. Others moving subtly away from you in public spaces, hearing phrases like, I didn't know you were... I didn't know you people did that kind of thing. Having your ideas or grievances dismissed without cause. And since these happen much more often, they tend to either wear us down or accumulate over time. It's rather like sand particles piling up or water droplets wearing a hole through a stone. Okay, having experienced or witnessed crime, people can develop emotional baggage after witnessing or experiencing various crimes. For example, a person who had to deal with others breaking into their home and threatening them while stealing their stuff might never feel safe at home again. Or a person who has been scammed or catfished might assume that Every new person they meet is insincere and out to get them. As such, they hold back from making new friends, starting new relationships, or getting involved in groups because they figure they'll just get screwed over again. And the only way they can feel safe is by being alone or with those that they have known for years. This can also happen by proxies, such as if a close friend got scammed by someone and you had to help them through the fallout from it. Okay, mistreatment that you were unable to resolve or retaliate against. If you have ever been in a physical altercation, chances are both you and the other person managed to land some strikes before you were pulled apart and the whole point of a fight is that two people are involved if it's just one person beating on the other it's assault and if the person who was first struck managed to hit back they are less likely to feel as though they were powerless in the situation they'll remember the fight but trauma about it is unlikely to linger in contrast, someone who was attacked may not be able to let go of the fact that they were never able to retaliate. Maybe the other person was pulled away before they could strike or they were in a position where they had no or they had to simply take it or walk away instead of holding their own. That kind of stuff, it can wear away at a person for years, if not indefinitely. Even more so if they know they can never resolve the issue. Maybe that person was a stranger whom they will never see again, or the one who mistreated them died, so they can never be confronted And as you can imagine, this also applies to unresolved conflicts with former partners, elderly parents, and so on. Okay, then we have fears about health or mortality. People who have experienced an accident or an illness after a previous good health, they may become overwhelmed as a result of what they have gone through in the past. They may have spent time in a hospital, recuperating from a life-threatening illness, or have long-lasting physical changes after getting hurt badly. They went through life with hope and optimism before, never worrying about their well-being or able-bodiedness, and now they are acutely aware of their mortality and physical Frailty. As such, their emotional baggage could go one of two ways. They may get paranoid about any threat to their well-being, or they could become reckless as a means of overcompensating for their fear. With the former, they may become a hypochondriac who stresses over any feelings of discomfort. Some even refuse to leave the house To avoid possibly getting sick or hurt again. In contrast, those who repress their fear instead of dealing with it could take up thrill-seeking pastimes or partake in risky behaviors to test their own limits. Self-criticism. Words cannot be unspoken. And if people have said negative things to you in the past, it might still haunt you. Even if whatever they said to you was true at the time, that might have been 20 or 30 years ago, and doesn't apply to you at all anymore. Unfortunately, the echoes are still there, though. Like, let's say you had um, very crooked teeth that required braces to straighten out, and your peers, or maybe even your relatives, may have made fun of you constantly for being snaggle-toothed this may have followed by metal mouth or similar until you finally got the braces removed and even if your teeth are perfectly aligned now you may still smile with your lips closed because you want to avoid potential mockery there's literally nothing to taunt you about now but the worry about possibly experiencing that kind of bullying means that you have altered a personal behavior forever. Then we have the fear of the unknown. Having no sense of security about future events can make a lot of people anxious and emotionally unstable. The ever-present possibility of civil unrest or things such as earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, climate fluctuations, pandemics, and economic collapse. They can paralyze a lot of people and affect their daily lives. Some people try to cram in as much as living as possible because they want to experience all they can before the next calamity hits. In contrast, others may give up on Trying to do anything because they figure the world is going to end at any moment and there's just no point. And people from both ends of the spectrum, they may try to influence others to join them in their viewpoints and either alienate or depress everyone around them in the process. Okay, inner turmoil over how other people expect you to feel. Look or behave. Now, while social media is great for keeping in touch with loved ones and staying, you know, on top of various whatever's going on, it can also do a lot of damage to people's egos and their self-esteem. Some people get depressed because their lives don't measure up to the carefully curated post offered by influencers. Others are confused because they aren't receiving conflicting information about how they should feel, think, or behave. And it's often difficult for people to live authentically when they are torn in different direction due to others' expectations. You may feel that you're hard to love because you don't look or act a particular way. You may feel alienated from your peers because you don't believe the same things that they do. And as a result, you feel pressured to conform to their views, lest you end up being shunned and ostracized. Not being able to speak freely or behave authentically, it can weigh heavily on someone, on anyone, causing depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, and even psychosis in some cases. There may be guilt and regret from past actions. Sometimes the baggage we carry has nothing to do with things that were done to us, but rather involves echoes of what we did to others. For example, we may have mistreated past partners or friends when we were going through difficulty, and now we are haunted by guilt or shame about it. We might even feel shame about missteps done in Passing And replay them over and over again in our minds This often happens at night When we try to sleep While bad memories from the past Dance around in our minds Shaming us into wakefulness instead And while you might wish that you could go back in time And fix past transgressions that is not an option unless you've managed to rig up a time machine in your basement. And as a result, you're likely still thinking about all the things you could have done differently, but didn't. And will never have the opportunity to change. Then we have victimhood. And while this type of emotional baggage has always existed, some people elevate it to an art form. In fact, they wear it as a badge of honor and make it an integral aspect of their personality and at some point this type of person went through something that damaged or upset them and they have decided that it affected them so deeply that they are permanently scarred by it furthermore they have discovered that they are significant there are significant benefits to embracing and Embodying their victimhood Let's say they receive pity And sympathy from others When they talk about the awful things That they experienced Secondly, they don't have to be Held responsible for anything they say or do Because of all they have been through They have the right to complain And it doesn't matter if anyone else has suffered too Because they have it worse And as you can imagine This impedes from living an authentic life and negatively impacts their relationships. Who wants a friend or partner who complains all the time and can never be relied on? So, here's the great thing about baggage. You don't have to drag it around with you. In fact, you can choose to let go of it instead of lugging it everywhere you go. You need to identify exactly where it came from. You may have a general idea of where and how you acquired this emotional baggage, or you might struggle to understand how it ended up strapped to you. Before you can even think about learning how to let it go, you need to pinpoint exactly where it came from and when. And the only way that you can do this is by leaning into It And analyzing when it arrived Rather than hiding from it You may try to avoid The discomfort that it brings But once you scrutinize it You may discover that Its origins were different Than you assumed For example You may feel great shame about Behaving poorly toward A past partner when You are out for a meal together And once you analyze it You realize that you didn't actually care For that person much In reality You are embarrassed by your own lousy behavior Because you aren't that person anymore Alternatively You might be holding on to old anger Towards someone you felt wronged you Such as a parent or former employer And when you take the time to think about it About what actually happened You may discover that What angered you was either being called out for something valid Or that you are kept from an opportunity you wanted to experience So delving into the details like this Is rather like playing Dr. House with your emotional baggage You cannot determine the proper technique for healing from it Until you have sorted out what caused it in the first place And be aware of how it affects your daily life. Keep a journal handy. Take notes every time you feel as though your emotional baggage is infringing upon your day-to-day activities. If you're having trouble sleeping because of intrusive thoughts, write that down. Take note of what time they start to arise to see if there is a pattern, as well as your specific thoughts and how they make you feel. And if you find yourself falling out with others due to self victimization, self criticism, fear, or whatever it may be, write down exactly what was said between the two of you. Determine why you felt the need to be cruel to yourself in that moment, or why you felt prodded to play the victim. Was it to avoid conflict or to get sympathy? If you were crippled by anxiety in a situation, tried to d- determine, oh Lord, tried to determine what it was that set you off. We all have triggers, but learning to identify them is the first step in disarming them. And you might have become so accustomed to living with this emotional baggage that it's become a part of your daily routine. So as a result, it will intrude into your world around the same time every day because it has become a habit. These routines become second nature to us, which is often why it feels like it's so hard to let go. You've gotten as used to them as brushing your teeth. And this is why it is so important to journal about your experience so you can keep track Of what happens at what time. Discern whether these thoughts come up unbidden or they triggered. And determine ways to stop that cycle from repeating itself. You also need to stay present. We often touch upon how important it is to live life in the present moment as much as possible. And that's because it's beneficial and just about, well... Every aspect of one's life Whenever you feel That you're spinning out Due to past experiences Or future worries Snap yourself back Into the present moment Focus on what's happening Right here, right now And give your current experiences Your full attention Also, make amends But only if you know That it will do more good than harm And this one is tricky Especially if you did something awful to someone that you are still feeling guilt and shame about. The intention behind this kind of action generally has multiple intentions. You might want to clear the air and explain to the other person why you behaved the way you did. They may understand and forgive you. Elevating the weight of guilt... And shame you've been carrying with you for years By explaining yourself you might Alleviate the pain that They've been living with And here's where it gets tricky While you might still be ruminating on whatever it was that happened between you That other person could have taken steps to move on from the past And depending on how bad it was between you, they may have needed years of therapy to help them heal from it and rebuild themselves to a point where they are happy and at peace. So if you reach out to them now, you could very well undo all of that hard work. In fact, you might make things worse for the both of you. And when it comes to cases like this, It's often better to let sleeping dogs lie, learn from the situation, agree to never repeat those particular actions with anyone else, and then leave whatever occurred in the past. It's often tempting to reach out to a person that you've hurt in order to make amends, but the underlying motivation is rarely, truly... Altruistic And generally when a person reaches out to someone Years after the fact In order to apologize It's because They want to stop feeling bad about what happened They often don't take into account How the other person is doing Or if they even want to hear from them And if you feel that you absolutely cannot move on with your life Unless you have made amends with this person Consider doing some Reckon First. If you have mutual friends, reach out to them and ask how they think the harmed party would react if you made contact. They might be able to put some feelers out and get back to you one way or another. Or you could meet with a therapist to help you work through this. And this might involve... Role playing, which can give you the opportunity to say whatever it is you need to get off your chest without the risk of harming anyone else in the process. There's also the option to pour your heart out into a letter and then either burn it or give it to someone else to hold for you. The key here is to release what's weighing on you without harming anyone else. You might feel that you need to make it right, but the focus here is still on your needs, not theirs. And remember that real life rarely unfolds like a romantic comedy film or Hallmark holiday special. The person you want to make amends with may appreciate your effort, but it's just as likely that you will ruin their day or month. It may force them to relive Relive Unpleasant things that They thought they had already left in the past So tread Carefully here So the best way to get past Things Like this Okay Is to just take things very slowly And And when in doubt, talk to friends, family, a spiritual advisor, or your therapist, and they'll be able to offer an outside perspective and let you know their thoughts and ideas on what you should or could do. And remember that just like any other type of baggage, you do not have to carry it around with you forever. Anytime you return from a vacation, You've put your luggage down, emptied out the, you know, stinky socks and souvenirs, and then put those suitcases (laughs) suitcases back in the storage, right? Well, the same can be done with emotional baggage. The key to letting it go is to identify where it came from and how it's manifesting in your day-to-day life. Once that's done... You can take the steps you feel are needed to pack those bags away for good. And you can always set them on fire and toss them into a nearby river. Never to be seen again. If that's what you want to do, of course. Alright guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. So there is your 10 overlooked sources of emotional baggage, plus how to let it go, please hit that follow button. I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a beautiful day.